Hey, podcast listeners, this is your humble host, Michael Smalley, and I just wanted to take a moment of your time before the show gets going to remind you about our online membership. It is an incredible resource to help you build a better relationship where we have taken all of our best video series and converted them into online courses. You can check out how to become a member at smalleyinstitute.com. Well, everybody, I have I have a confession to make. For the majority of my marriage, I've done something that has actively hurt my relationship. And really, it's only in the last few years that I finally realized the damage I was doing and made an important change to stop that hurt. You might want to listen today to see what I did to make my marriage thrive. You're listening to Smalley Marriage. You're listening to Smalley Marriage Radio, and I am your host, Michael Smalley, along with my co-host, Extraordinaire. Who's disappointed? I know. Seth Johnson. (laughs) If we were a real professional podcast, right there, I'd be like, cut. (laughs) Just cut. Let's let's do this over. The audience will never know. It sounded stupid. Try again. Yeah. But here's the problem. If we did cut and edit this show, Mm -hmm. it would take... Instead of just the live time it takes for however many minutes the show goes, right? We'd be looking at seven, eight hours. Well, studio time <laughs> with the level of mistakes that we make. Yeah, that's that's very true. I mean, we have lives. The kind of <laughs> the amount of editing we'd have to do. It's true, but to make us seem intelligent. But then we wouldn't have our show, and our dozens of listeners would be disappointed. I know. Shauna wouldn't have anything to listen to on one drive home a week. (laughs) (laughs) That's all we can provide people. (laughs) One show a week. So, okay, I'm being honest. And it's it's been a more recent discovery. And I think I even knew. I, I don't think it was an issue. I don't know. Sometimes you read stuff, you teach stuff, you learn things. But it doesn't really sink in. Sink in. Mm-hmm. See, there that that would have been another edit cut point. <laughs> right. Edit point. Edit cut. Point. Edit point. <sighs> I'm just making up words now. And but you know what I mean. You 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 might know something, but you don't really know it because you got to be able to apply it. And what, how am I going to use this bit of information? And how does it impact me? And right. what do I need to change? And I think that. That just took a long time for me. We've been married 22 years, mm-hmm. and oh, I think it feels like just the last few years. What, what's hard about being like a super ADD person is our timeline of events is not even close. <laughs> I mean, maybe there's what, a... What's in your head versus reality? Yeah, maybe the epiphany happened 12 years ago, but I'm just now realizing it did. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Started doing that. But it does feel like it's just been the more, you know, the maybe the last two years or so, if that, maybe it's just been the last year that I realized, because it's obviously, it's no secret. We talk about this all the time, practically every episode that Amy and I, my wife and I are very different. Very. So there's very few similarities. I'm beautiful. <laughs> okay. She, oh yeah. Wait, it's the other way around. Other, other way. 
Uh, and, and because of that, I think one, it's obviously it's forced us to learn how to communicate, to learn how to resolve right. conflict because we have so many opportunities to mm-hmm. practice. But the thing that I've learned recently, and it's in one of Dr. John Gottman's books. Mm-hmm. I have no idea which one. Hmm, it sounds like maybe we should have prepared a bit more. Nah. I'm giving the guy credit. <laughs> Frankly, he might sell more books because people keep trying to find that right book that has this. <laughs> right. No, this isn't the one. But it was it was just a little part of it. And we actually have this concept in our latest book, Reignite Your Marriage in Two Days. And the idea is is learning, or not even just learning, but giving your spouse the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. And it sounds simple. Right. Right. And do you know what I mean when I say the the thing I the epiphany that I've had is I haven't I don't I hadn't been giving Amy the benefit of the doubt very often. Right. So what do you hear when I say give your spouse the benefit of the doubt? Well, with whatever circumstances arise, most likely it's something negatively impacts you. Uh, you have to assume that whatever they were trying to do was beneficial or in a positive manner and not like a vindictive evil thing. Yeah, not intended to hurt. Right. And when you're very different, mm-hmm. you know, you you're, Amy's more blunt, more straightforward, which is right. not a bad thing. No. That's a good thing. But if you're, you know, uber passive like I am, blunt <laughs> and straightforward can come across rude. Yeah. Or obnoxious or just whatever. You're just trying to be mean. Yeah, or mean. It yeah. can come across mean. And so Amy, throughout our marriage, she'd just be her and nothing wrong with her. Mm-hmm. And yet, though, I would internalize and receive these things and hear these things or experience these things. And I would allow myself to melt down over them and, and turn it into a far bigger deal than it ever needed to be. Right. And so it's been in the more recent times of our marriage that I finally realized, dude, let it go. Like, relax. Right. And and I'm telling you, genuinely in my head, I have began to say more and more and more, it's not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is. Yeah. You know, uh, she's, and and it's funny, we tease, (laughs) I I get teased about this a lot for sure. But, you know, in our marriage, gender-wise, Amy's way more the male male than I, in in certain areas. And so she's taken on this full-time job Mm -hmm. at our church as a Mm -hmm. women's pastor. Yep. and Doing a killer job. She is. She's doing amazing, and she really works hard. And she's home, or she's at work a lot. Mm -hmm. And we have one kid left, so two are in college, and we have David left, almost 15. No, he'd be 15 by the time this airs it's crazy yeah that's weird and and so just just the other night she said hey you know i was cooking dinner because i do the cooking Mm -hmm. because i enjoy that and and you're fantastic and i'm better at it than she (laughs) is oh dude so we had you know both of our older kids home for biola where they go to school has a very long christmas break yeah kind of Honestly, too long. <laughs> a bit excessive. You can go from mid-December all the way to like February 2nd. That's amazing. I know. And they're home all that time, which I love having them home. For most of that time. <laughs> <laughs> but she wanted to, it was so cute. Amy wanted to fix them their their last morning at home. Mm-hmm. They were going to fly out that night. Mm-hmm. She wanted to fix breakfast. Mm-hmm. And so. That's sweet. Yeah. 
And I don't know where I was. I don't know if I was up in the office working or something, but <laughs> but I came down and Amy just looked at me and she was very sad. <laughs> and I was like, What's going on? She goes, I have literally gone through two batches of toast and burned them all. <laughs> what? Yeah, she <laughs> She does she loves to do toast on like a cookie sheet in the oven and you put the oven on broil. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then she puts butter and mm-hmm. cinnamon sugar on it. That she loves doing that. That's kind of her thing. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe not her thing anymore. She went through a loaf of bread <laughs> and not one piece turned out okay. <laughs> <laughs> Later that day, my youngest David, who's really finding his little comedic voice, mm-hmm. he was hungry and wanted to make himself a sandwich for dinner. <laughs> he goes, and he looked at at my wife, his mother, and he goes, "Well, I would make a sandwich, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, David." And so back to the other part. So she had called and said, "Hey, I'm going to be a little late coming home." Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, how many times does this happen in a marriage, right? Where if one spouse has that full-time job somewhere, because I work out of the home. Mm -hmm. So I have a full-time job. Yeah, listen listen up, guys. Just because I can do it in shorts and a cutoff shirt isn't a big deal. Doesn't mean I'm not working. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Dang it. So anyways, she's like, hey, I'm going to be a little late. I got to do this little leader training with a group of ladies. So I'm thinking maybe 6, 630. Do you guys want to wait for dinner? I'm like, ah. I mean, maybe I kind of already got it in the crock pot. It was already going. She's like, ah, right. you know what? Don't even worry about it. You guys have dinner with grandma. She li- my mother lives mm-hmm. with us. and But I'll be home. Just save some for me. But probably 6, 6.30. Well, she didn't get home until 7.30. Mm-hmm. And how many couples melt down over that stuff? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, major deals. For sure. You don't love me. I'm unimportant. We're not a priority in your life. I feel rejected. And I get it. I don't want to dismiss if your spouse is doing this every night and they're working 70, 80 hours a week. I get it. That's going to be hard. But that was a perfect example of me kind of looking at the watch going, huh, I haven't been called yet. Right. She was supposed to be home already. And these are the moments that I've finally gotten better at realizing it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. I need to let it go. It doesn't mean it doesn't necessarily mean anything, right? And and the truth of the matter is, I'd probably say off the top of my head, nine and a half times out of ten, there is no ill motive behind the things our spouse does to hurt us. Yeah, but we take it negatively because we're different or we're tired or whatever. We've mm-hmm. had a bad day. And we feed that ugly monster. So I think I've talked about this on the show at some point before, but when I worked at Apple, one of the things that they are like active in teaching is what they call um, assume positive intent. And it's the same thing it is. we're talking about. And uh, same same principles. They're just talking about how, you know, say something negative goes wrong at the store because somebody did a process wrong. It's like we all know that person isn't vindictive. They're not evil. They were trying to be helpful and then messed up. And it was probably my um, switch that got flipped when I started working there about just how to apply that in in life in the church, really. Um, that was a big thing for me as well, like uh, just how we interact in the body and, you know, specifically our, our spouses. I'm like, okay, well, let's see. I know Sean is an amazing person and loves me, loves Jesus. So clearly 
she's not a psychopath trying yeah. to ruin my day. Surely this wasn't done on purpose. Right. It, 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 again, folks, it doesn't mean that you don't address hurtful things. Right. Right. But I'm telling you, it's the little things that genuinely aren't that big of a deal. Amy is not coming home at 738 every single night of the week. Mm-hmm. And this is the 400th time it's happened. This was kind of, you know, it's been a few times and it's yeah. not a big deal. Well, I, I think it helps you uh, declutter all these little things so you can actually focus on the things in your uh, relationship that need to be focused on. Yeah. Well, imagine how different your thinking is. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you don't address these and if you don't kind of let it go and sort of don't worry about the little the little things, right? I mean, okay, so you asked your husband to take out the trash in the morning. He forgot. It doesn't mean that he intentionally blew you off because he thinks you're stupid. Right. Or he thinks that you're too controlling. I mean, people forget things. Mm-hmm. But yet then we respond in such a negative manner and we allow that negativity to build up in our brain that when you finally approach your husband, you explode or... I could have that night, I could have been watching the clock and for every minute that passed beyond the time I thought she would be home, I'm building an offense, building an offense. So Mm -hmm. when she finally does get home, I'm closed, I'm shut down, I don't want to talk, she can sense the tension, tries to bring it up, and then I just go, you know exactly where I'm at. Yeah, it's just this nasty cycle that we call the conflict dance. Mm -hmm. Oh, so you teach on this. Yeah, we do. We actually have a free online course on the number one reason relationships fail. A free online course. It's free, dude. Where could they find this free online course? Go to smallinstitute.com and be patient for a few seconds because then a little pop-up dealio will come your way and you can <laughs> register right there. Ooh, a pop-up dealio. Oh, yeah. Or you can always, yeah, that's the best place you can find it. I need probably more links now that I'm saying this out loud. <laughs> Maybe that's what we'll do after the podcast. We'll make some more links. Make it easier. Yeah. We could include it on this. Yeah. On on the notes for this very episode. Mm-hmm. We can make it happen. Guys, we have the technology. Yeah, and I know Seth will do it because he can't help himself. <laughs> it's so true. so what I've realized is that I've gotten better over the last year or so relaxing, letting go, not holding on, and giving my wife the benefit of the doubt. And I think if you want to start giving your spouse or that other person, that significant other, your child, you first probably need to start with having the proper perspective right and that's kind of like what we've been talking about already mm-hmm. it's uh, how many times with couples in our marriage intensive program do i have to confront about this i mean they genuinely think they've married someone who's evil <laughs> and they are out to get them and they are purposefully trying to harm and bring injure injury to their heart and i i mean i can't tell you how many times i've had to look at them and go do you realize what this would say about you? Because a lot of times if, if a couple's been stressed out for a long time, mm-hmm. they tend to now, their their negative beliefs about each other are so overpowering that they'll look at me and go, it was never good. Right. It's always been bad. This is from the beginning. So you to, married a crazy person. Exactly. I want to go, do you realize that's a way worse indictment about yourself? Right. Oh, look at that guy. He is clearly insane. You want to get married? Yeah, I hate you. You treat me miserably. Let's get married. 
<laughs> right. You know what I mean? I mean, that's that's how crazy our perspective gets out of balance over the years when yeah. when we when we hark on or harbor or 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 soak in these little negative interactions we have. Mm-hmm. And I'll give it that they're negative. They're not a big deal. Right. I got to have perspective and I know I mean, if you can't acknowledge today that because maybe you're struggling with this very thing, probably many of you are. And if you can't acknowledge that your spouse does good things, that's a you problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, the chances yeah. that you married someone who is pure evil are pretty slim. Right. Fair. Yeah. And so easy. Most likely we would have heard about them in the news at some point. Yeah. And you should get out because they're plotting your death. It's imminent. (laughs) This is going to happen. Heads are going to literally roll. So if you're going to start giving the benefit of the doubt, have the right perspective. But then also, I think, and this is, again, a huge thing, an indictment of my own self, is you need to be fair on your evaluation of what just happened. What do you mean? Well, one of the tools I love for people to, to, and my wife and I use it because we're so different, Mm -hmm. is oftentimes we miss how big of a deal is for 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 either of us. Like how how hurtful was this, or how important is this for you? And and like so, for example, my wife might be upset with someone. It could be me. It could be one of our kids, a friend, a coworker, whatever. Mm And I'm I'm sort of judging by her level of reaction how upset she must be, right? So right. I'm thinking on a scale from 1 to 10, 10 being highly upset and someone's going to die, mm-hmm. 1 being no big deal at all. I mean, there's most of the time I'm, I'm giving her an 8 or okay. a 9. Yeah. But what I've learned is I need to ask first because I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And I right. know I'm going to misjudge her anyways. Yeah. And so I'll go, hey, how upset are you? And I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times she's been, oh, I don't know, three, four. Right. And, and yeah. I mean, truthfully, full disclosure, I'm like, oh, my. You know, what would that look like? <laughs> right. If it was an eight or a nine. If, if that's not an eight or a nine, good gracious. And she needs to ask me because I tend to, I in, in crisis especially, or big moments of whatever, I tend to get more calm, mm-hmm. more reserved more laid back and she could look at me and interpret he could care less yeah clearly he's like a one you're like i am in nine and a half right now yeah but you're not screaming and freaking out i don't do that i quietly strike (laughs) right right so i think on being fair if you're trying to give the benefit of the doubt recognizing that i need to be fair so the instance i shared with my wife not able to come home exactly when she said how even in my own heart really is what I'm saying is how really how big of a deal right. if your spouse is snappy in the morning or they're a little sarcastic or there's just some negative thing I got to start recognizing how truly how big of a deal is this and I'm just arguing for you guys most of the time it's really not that bad we make it worse by our reactions right and I know for me personally uh something that will escalate things for me is if whoever I'm in an argument, um, what, if it's with Shauna or like growing up, especially with one of my brothers in particular, him telling me how I felt. Which brother? Noel. Oh. Oh. I didn't know you were just going to give him up that easy. Oh, yeah. I mean, he knows. And we're like, now we're the closest. Noel, if you need a good brother, just call me. <laughs> 
Um, but it's just people telling me how I feel. I'm like, like I can tell that that you are enraged right now, and and if if, if I That's wasn't, funny. then then I'll give them like you don't know, you haven't asked, you're just saying this because you see my reactions. And you assume that that's what it is. You're interpreting them based off your own through your own lenses. Yeah, yeah. and uh, like that drives like drives me up a wall. So this like evaluation on yourself and then asking gives the other person the opportunity to speak honestly. Because for me, it's way easier, and I appreciate much more when you can say that you look upset. That's fine if I'm looking that way to you. But then mm-hmm. tell me, is that the case? Where do you feel? And uh, I would say most of the time, I'll answer you truthfully with where i'm at but then you also got to believe me oh because that that's funny that irks me because again because then i'm like i just told you yeah so now you're putting your own lenses again and saying that well what you look like doesn't match up with my five so you're probably actually at an eight Mm -hmm. no which again are those negative beliefs and i just had a client recently with some pretty profound negative beliefs and what what you know one of the things so one of the ways that you try to eliminate negative beliefs is you check it out so ask the person so mm-hmm. i can't remember what the negative belief oh i think the negative belief was i i think you're going to leave me again oh hey get it that had happened before in their relationship i totally get where the negative belief yeah. comes from but when the spouse answers no i am not I'm committed. Mm-hmm. I'm staying. That's why I'm here right. doing this intensive. You got to accept it. And it's hard. I get it. And and when I say accept it, you might not feel it. The emotions might mm-hmm. not be quite there yet. But in your brain, you better go, huh, I was wrong. Right. So I now need to change course mm-hmm. and think differently about this. And allow our thinking to dictate our emotions. Yep. Don't allow your emotions to dictate your thinking. And so as we're giving our spouse the benefit of the doubt, ultimately there are many things you just need to let go. And I really mean let it go. So you can't stuff it and, and hide it under a carpet and you know push it down deep. You need right. to genuinely move past it with your thinking. So mm-hmm. letting it go does not that does not entail being continually continuing to be offended. That right. you didn't let it go. Right. Or if I just stuffed it and mm-hmm. and put it in my journal of bad behavior, then that I didn't let it go. I genuinely need to say, hey, it's over. Wasn't a big deal. I'm moving on. I'm gonna mm-hmm. be positive. And yeah. then that just this one thing could eliminate so many conflicts for a couple. Right. Cause we yeah. get into these, I've done it where I've allowed little things that really aren't that big to build in my mind. And then I turn them into really big things mm-hmm. and I don't have to. Right. I think most of us do that. It's, we just let that kind of boil and escalate in ourselves and then just explode. Yeah. But however, there are things that our spouse or significant other, kids, whatever, in relationship, there are things that people will do that are genuinely a big deal. Right. I mean, clearly. Right. Yeah. That will happen. 
Well, sin is, you know, in all of us. So. And, and let's say it is something, you know, I'll just stick with the coming home on time thing. Okay, once, twice, maybe if it's two to four times every three months, every couple of months, really, that's not a big deal. Right. Okay, so easy. Let that one go. Like maybe you need a lighthearted conversation about it. Maybe. Like, like hey, is this going to be a normal thing? And by the way, you could even say, hey, just so you know, I'm okay. You don't I I know it's hard for you because of your work or whatever cuz Amy's in ministry, right? Mm-hmm. So this is perfect for us. I could tell Amy if it kind of started happening a tinge more frequently. I could also have a conversation with her going, "Hey, listen, I'm fine with how you're working and what you're doing. The thing that might get me in trouble or or frustrate me or maybe start really pushing my buttons is if you keep trying to make a deadline that you, that you're just not, you, honey, you're not very good, right? right? I could tell her that. <laughs> In a nice way, I could go, honey, you're not the best at time management. In the sense of knowing, really, when can I get somewhere? I know in your heart that this is benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I know that you believe it. Mm-hmm. You think, oh, I can get there at this time. But actually, you're, you're dude, she, what was it? She was trying Oh, I know. She needed to meet. Oh, we need to go to the airport. Mm-hmm. And she said, yeah, I'm coming home. But then that meant she had to leave right then. Like There right. was no time. She, in her brain, thought, I can swing by the old house, go inside, <laughs> see if this thing is leaking, <laughs> check the painting, all these things. And, you know, yeah. she believed that she could make it. Yeah. And I knew, so I'm like, hey, uh, and if you're going to do anything else, don't. Right. Because Just nix that. So I could have a conversation with my wife saying, I'm okay not giving me an expectation of when you're going to be home. Or if you want to, just add an hour to it. Right. So if you think, hey, I'll get home by like 7 tonight, just tell me 8. Mm-hmm. Because if you're early. Yeah, sweet. Fine. And and if you're late, Okay. So, I mean, I could do that. But the other thing is if it keeps happening and it now really kind of, all right, this is whatever. It's it's causing me trouble just trying to plan dinner or whatever. It's right. becoming a real thing. Like, mm-hmm. okay, well, well, you know, this is sort of happening every week now. And now it is starting to hurt my feelings. There are tools that you can use to deal with that thing. You don't have to melt down. You don't right. have to get into conflict. We've done an entire series in our communication method called Love Talk. Mm-hmm. Just come to our site, do a search, Love Talk, L-O-V-E, and and you can listen to those. So I am not telling you to be an avoider today. That's, I guess, why I bring up these skills right now. Being an avoider is not healthy. So I, I that is not what I'm recommending. And so if something is continuing to happen... Right, these little things that we're trying today to encourage you to let it go, just move on, assume the best. Well, maybe something does kind of develop into a negative pattern that needs to be confronted. Mm-hmm. Well, then you can, and you can use love talk. You could choose to forgive. You can get a third party to help with you, right? Like, uh, I encourage people, you know, have friends in your life that have healthy marriages, like a. Like a trusted, shorter, bald guy with a beard friend? Do not. Do not allow yourself to develop a friendship with a shorter, bald, bearded guy. 
who who's also a musician, so yeah, not bad idea. Th- okay, I'm just telling you, everybody, it ends it ends bad. I gotta go. Yeah, no, I mean, have people in your life that <laughs> right. you can both go to to say, hey, we're kind of feeling mm-hmm. stuck, or go to a pastor, or come to an intensive. Yeah. Use a third party if it gets out of control, and especially if you're not able to have a healthy conversation about it. Mm-hmm. It might mean this is kind of turned into a really big deal. And it's hard for us to maintain our healthy, you know, what we should do in our living room mm-hmm. when no one else is watching, right? Because we can be our worst selves, right? In private, yeah. in private, and and so that's where a third party comes in to really help. Yeah, and if you if you don't immediately have that those friends or a couple that comes to mind, I mean, I encourage you guys to to press into your church and your local body. I mean, mm-hmm. and and they will set you up with a path at least to get get healing i mean that's what part of what our body is for for that community and building of that and and the steps that they put you on might actually help you to grow those relationships that you'll have personally as well if you pursue things in life that will help you be a better person so that might be reading a book going to a seminar being engaged in a small group community at your church guess what happens it's like magic you get better because you're working at it. You're you're moving towards something good. If you do nothing, you're getting worse. Mm-hmm. And if you hide it or if you stuff it down or if you don't want to talk about it, that's when it gets worse. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be that way. It really doesn't. And you know, Seth. Yes, Michael. We actually have another free tool for the folks how many free tools are we giving away, Michael? Dude, probably too many. <laughs> probably why we don't make anything. <laughs> right. No, we have our wonderful Reignite Your Marriage app. Yes, on multiple platforms. Pretty much all the platforms. All of your phones. All of them. It's the Reignite Your Marriage app. That is actually the search term you want to use. Don't don't type in Smalley because people have a hard time finding that for some reason. But if you just type in reignite your, it'll you'll, it'll pop up. Yeah. It'll just be there. You can click on it. You can download it because there's really helpful tools. We have our Love Talk Assistant tool as a part of the app. Mm-hmm. So you can use our communication method right there on your phone to keep that conversation really highly structured and safe. Right. We have the Love List. Mm-hmm. Uh, our podcast episodes. Yes. They're on there. Uh, you know, I've started to do notifications. Oh, have you now? Yeah, so enable that notification because I don't give you too many. Like once a week when the podcast episode comes out, you can click on it and listen to it and read the show notes. Sounds great. Pretty cool, huh? And then, as always, folks, don't forget. And we actually have links, by the way, to all the different platforms in this podcast episode. So it's, we try to make it as simple as possible for you. And if you're also wanting just to turn your relationship around starting right now, go to smalleyinstitute.com and check out our online courses where we have literally hours of video from our very best series and all the workbooks have been converted to this online platform. It is a very special tool. And so I want you to check that out as well and sign up for an online course today. And if you enjoy the show, Seth, what can they do? Let us know. You can leave a review on iTunes. It helps uh, us know how we're doing and helps others find us as well. Yes, it does. 
Well, Smalley Marriage Radio is brought to you by the Smalley Institute. If your marriage is on life support, reignite your relationship in only two days. You can find out more at smalleyinstitute.com or you can call us toll free at 888-568-2557. Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.